0: Jared, are the Aussies about to be tested in a very enthralling test series against New Zealand? Let's find out with one of the absolute best in the business. We're lucky to have him, SEN cricket commentator and one of the best in the world is Adam Collins. He joins us now. Colo, thanks for your time.
1: An absolute pleasure. Very kind, Kane. And yeah, great to be back here in New Zealand for test cricket. The first time that Australia have played here for eight years, would you believe? England have been back for, for three test tours here uh, since the last time Australia were here eight years ago. It's remarkable.
0: Is it making much of a splash on the pages and is it dominating any news media headlines over there
1: yeah i reckon it is it's sold out all four days well the first four days at both wellington and christchurch and yes the Um, capacity is more like 11,000 at the Basin Reserve so that's worth putting in context but yeah look I think that there is a scarcity there when it comes to New Zealand having Australia over here they've had their hors d'oeuvre if you like with the three T20 internationals one in Hamilton a couple in Auckland and now Wellington which is kind of the home of cricket in New Zealand gets their go.
2: Uh, and what sort of wicket are we going to be on, Colo? Uh, we're, we're used to people doctoring wickets right around the nation, uh, sorry, right around the world. Do uh, New Zealand partake in uh, the, the, the dark science? Uh, the dark science.
1: <laughs> It'll look like it. If you look at photographs of the pitch today, you will think they are rolling out um, the classic green mumba designed to. Um, skittle Australia within a session, but yep. it's very deceptive over here. Um, green pitches, yeah, they, they might, well they will um, give something to the fast bowlers early on, That that's not in question, but in terms of being like say, as it was at the Gabba a couple of years ago, a two day test match, that's not the lived experience here in Wellington, or indeed at Christchurch where we are next week. It looks green, but it plays flat after the first couple of right. hours. So um, we've seen big scores here. Last year was when Um, where New Zealand followed on and won the test match against England by one run after making 500-plus in the third innings of the test match. So, um, look, that was a thrilling finish. We should be so lucky to get a test that goes down to the wire like that one. But, um, yeah, don't be deceived when you see photos on social media today and tomorrow because it will look green on morning one, but that doesn't mean chaos either. Are they any good, New Zealand? It's a good question. Uh, look, they're top of the world test championship at the moment, but that's a small sample size. They've played four matches in this uh, in this cycle, a couple against Bangladesh. They won one and lost one over there before Christmas. And they beat a, well, I was going to say second string South African team. Was it a mm. third or fourth string? Yep. South African team 2-0. So I'm not sure whether that's a credible form line. Uh, what they do have is loads of experience. They've got guys who have played a lot of cricket against Australia, and that can break either way. There's the... There's the mental scarring of not having enjoyed success against Australia in Test cricket, although they've, they've done pretty well in the white ball stuff over the years. Um, but, yeah, the... the no-one's doubting the ability for someone like Kane Williamson, who's rattled off six Test hundreds in his last five matches, by the way, um, to uh, make big runs in this series. No-one questions the ability for Tim Southey to be a complete handful with the new ball. I was in the Nets before watching Big Will O'Rourke, their new fast bowler. He is nasty. He is quick, and he gets it right up you. So um, that'll be a point of difference. I don't have Trent Bolt, so they do need a point of difference, and it might well come in the form of Will O'Rourke, who took nine for 93 match figures on debut against South Africa a couple of weeks ago. The bad news is I don't think Devin Conway is going to be fit to play. He wasn't at Basin Reserve today. He picked up a thumb injury wicketkeeping in the T20 Internationals. But the good news for them is that the quad strain that Ratchan Ravindra had, and he was a revelation in the World Cup last year and made a double hundred against the Saffirs a couple of weeks ago, he will be fit to play. So a few moving parts. Neil Wagner's retired today. He was picked in the squad, oh, wow. told he wasn't going to be in the team, and he's immediately retired from Test cricket. So that was unexpected expected, um, but that reflects, I think, that they want to have this big fella, O'Rourke, in the side for the first test match.
0: First test between Australia and at New Zealand gets underway on Thursday. Adam Collins is with us. Will we go in selected as expected? No surprises?
1: Yeah, boring, boring Australia, right? When it comes to selection these days, I mean, now we've resolved this um, opening batter debate that dragged out across the summer and Stephen Smith got that position. Uh, now this, I think, is the side they're going to want to play not only in these two test matches, but ideally in all five test matches against India next year. You look at the depth chart, you know, blokes like Michael Nisa and Scott Boland walking mm. around at training today, They would be such a handful in New Zealand conditions, which are more like English conditions, I suppose. But um, Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins, the captain, all pick themselves, as does Nathan Lyon. And they really want Cameron Green in the side, which is why they've, they've gone into this whole recalibration mid-summer and green batting four, Mitch Mush. Um, Doing splendidly at number six and Stephen Smith having carried his bat the last time he played test cricket at the Gabba, albeit in a losing cause a couple of months ago. Well, not even that, a few weeks ago. So, um, yeah, it'll be Australia as names and they're all training, fit and firing today.
0: Where are the pressure points for us? I mean, Smith is probably okay after he finished pretty well in Australia. Um, But Cameron Green is always the one that I look to. Big series for him, Collar, with bat and ball.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think that it is green. Uh, Look, number fours are meant to be intimidating. They're meant to be um, the, the batter that walks out and the opposing side, no, look, here's the match winner. Green isn't that yet. This is an investment in the future. His whole career has been an investment in the future to this point, to an extent. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be there, but there has been an emphasis on getting as many test matches into his body as possible, both with... Um, making runs and taking wickets, knowing that that'll pay off, that investment should pay off, all things being equal, for a decade or longer. So he's, he's getting that number four spot a tiny bit ahead of time, probably. I'm not doubting his ability, but just that um, in a perfect world, he probably would have sat at six for a couple of more years if Mitch Marsh didn't um, command that spot in the lineup. So you would say Green is the pressure point if they can get a couple of early wickets. And yeah, look, Smith... It's, uh, I think it's reasonable that all eyes will be on him opening the batting. He batted, as you say, really nicely at the Gabba in extraordinarily challenging circumstances when Shamar Joseph was running through them a couple of weeks ago. But um, Smith hasn't done a lot of this at first-class level uh, and against, as I mentioned before, Southie and um, probably Willow O'Rourke, I'd say, taking uh, the new ball and the depth that New Zealand enjoy with the ball. Um, that, that'll be of interest throughout the course of the series, I'm sure, especially if New Zealand... I wouldn't want to see them win the toss and bowl, to be honest, Kane. I think that's a sign Mm -hmm. of weakness. But if Australia win the toss and bat, um, it might end up being a good toss to lose for New Zealand, if that makes sense. Because Labashane's the other
0: one, Colo. That's the one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, that, Manas had a, 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 a modest summer. Um, it's, it's been interesting watching his returns taper off a little bit from those really high marks he was setting a couple of years ago when he went to number one in the world, according to the ICC, and his batting averages dropped off and his rankings dropped off and all the rest of it. You wouldn't notice it watching him in the nets and around the dressing room and around the team, you know, in the privileged position that we're in as journalists and broadcasters. You spend a lot of time in their company. You wouldn't know that he's had uh, a, a tougher trot in the last 12 months or last 18 months compared to the 18 before or the three years before really. Um, so there's no question of his spotting the side. It's more that um, having enjoyed quite a bit of luck earlier in his career, um, he would love a bit of that right now. Uh, and look, against New Zealand, he, he did make a double ton the last time these teams met back at Sydney. It feels an eternity ago before the pandemic. It was the last test match Australia played before that long layoff during COVID in 2020. So. He has enjoyed success against these bowlers, and that'll be something you can draw upon. As can Usman Khawaja, who made the most exquisite 140 at this ground eight years ago. I remember those cover drives um, throughout the course of a couple of days when I don't think I've ever seen anybody any better than that. So, um, Kawaja talked to us this morning, and he was in, in good spirits as well, remembering uh, an, an important moment in his career because that, that century was his first away from home.
2: I know we lost to West Indies in the final test here, but goodness gracious me, we have done an enormous effort or performance, I think, given uh, the stresses that this team has been under for a good 10 to 12 months now. I mean, it's it's going to be a big break after this and they deserve a big break given that they've uh, had such a, a crowded international series. In fact, I think they've stood up remarkably well given the, the heights they scaled uh, to not plummet mentally uh, just through, I guess, overuse of uh, the juices.
1: Yeah, it, look, you go through the last uh, 15, 16 months. Home summer, followed by trip to India, yeah. followed by World Test Championship final, followed by five Ashes Test matches in England. Most of them played the World Cup into another home summer and a couple of weeks off back to New Zealand. You're right, it's been helter-skelter. Mm. And no-one's feeling sorry for them, by the way. I mean, it's their job and they do it really well. But um, it, it does uh, focus the attention a little bit on where we started our conversation around the World Test Championship. They're actually in third spot right now. Um, so India leapfrogged them yesterday. New Zealand are in top spot. So if they can win 2-0 here, if they, if they do really well and sweep the series, uh, that all mean they're back in the top two before that long break number of them will go off and play white ball cricket. Some of them will play county cricket and keep the, the juices flowing that way. But some of them will just take some time off, and that's great, as they should. Uh, and they'll regroup for five Test matches against India, and that will probably make or break whether they make the top two for the next World Test Championship yeah. final, which is scheduled for Lords in the middle of next year. So, yeah, it's been a long run, but they're desperate to stick the landing here, win these two Test matches, and put themselves in a great spot to make the final again.
2: It's a big ask, Kane. I mean, we're been brought up on, I guess, season on, season off. And uh, it's, a, it's a good four months off mm. from the, not from training, but from, uh, I guess, the, the mental stresses of competing. It's the same in the tennis world. They've got a pretty full calendar in the cricket world. It's a bit unbalanced to mine, but uh, I think they've done it particularly well.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Hey, Col, I can ask you about the, the series between India and England because England have been found out, much to the delight of many uh, in this country. But what does it say about the two nations and the strength
1: of it? Because it's been a pretty poor performance from the (laughs) Poms. Well, it depends how you interpret it. No one wins in India, and they've given it the closest shake that anyone has for 12 years, right? So um, in context, they won't be gutted about the way they've gone. They'll be gutted that they've missed the moments in Tests 3 and 4. So at Rajcot, when they resumed at 2 for 200 on Day 3, albeit a fair way behind the game because India posted 4.50 in the first innings and they capitulated on that third day in stunning circumstances and that was well documented. This week it was a little bit different on the third day. It was Ashwin at the peak of his powers. Who, it, this was no, I mean to use the vernacular, this was no baseball batting, so to speak. This was them holding on for dear life and Ashwin and Kuldeep Yadav, who I'm thrilled for, the left arm wrist spinner. Until this series, he'd only played seven test matches and only once had he played two in a row. Because they always went back to Ashwin and Genesia. Well, given an opportunity, throughout the course of a series, he's bowled as well as he ever has. So um, England being bowled out for 145 on day three this time, I think was mostly due to India in conditions that turn. And it wasn't it wasn't like the pitch at Indore last year where it was a total lottery. It wasn't like that at all, but it was turning, and that's fine. Um, in England up against that, like most teams, just didn't have what it took to hang on. And there were some notable examples of that. Probably most of all, Johnny Bairstow, who, you know, I think Johnny Cop's a bit of a rough whack sometimes uh, in lots of different ways. Of course, he was involved in that famous stumping at Lord's last year and probably didn't help himself there with the way he responded to that. But um, taken as a whole, he's played a lot of international cricket. He plays his 100th test match next week. but. His dismissal uh, in the second innings, last uh, first ball after tea, kind of summed up where England gave themselves looks and chances, but they couldn't grasp the most important opportunities, and that's why they're they're three one down in the series.
0: Mm. So you say India are unbeatable. Um, that's at home. I mean, we, we're going to forecast to our summer here coming yep. up. Feels like a, a long time away. But I'm looking at their batting lineup going. They just pull batters from anywhere. Colo, they have star batsmen everywhere. Like, how frightened should we be of this side? Because I don't reckon we're completely at the top of our game. Well,
1: this is the magic of the IPL, Kane. right? Like, they, they, they get these players who want to be superstars, right? And, and they take them and they turn them into test cricketers. Uh, they purpose them the way they need them to be. So, Jai well's the, the example of this, yeah, right? Yeah. He's a kid. Um, he's come from nowhere and he's rattled off two double hundreds in Test cricket already. He's an absolute gun, right? And, you know, the maturity of someone like Shubham Gill. There's always one player in that Indian batting lineup who's under the pump and it's been Shubham Gill, rightly or wrongly. I mean, his returns haven't been disastrous, but um, online, the pressure from Indian fans, the expectations they're expected to set are so very high they're astronomical and if you're the guy in the gun that can be pressure that's too much for Sam Shreyas Iyer who lost his spot in the sides an example of that but it was Shubham Gill there when it mattered most yesterday they lost those two wickets in two balls after lunch and you're thinking well 50 odd to get on a pitch that's turning square England with their tails up they might just do this but um, between um, Shubham Gill and uh, Jarrell the new wicket keeper who just looks an absolute star at the First time of asking. 23 years of age plays as straight as a die, um, and you can just see the technique oozing out of him. Um, you're right. I mean, they have won in Australia the last two times. It's the flip of what we talk about when going to India. When going to India, they've not lost a Test series there since 2011-2012, um, whereas over here, India won famously at the Gabba three years ago and they also won, albeit a slightly odd summer in 1819 when Smith and Warner were, were banned um, from, the, from the test side. So that was a, a, an artificial result to an extent because it wasn't the Australian best team. But 2021, 20, 20, um, that was the Australian first 11 and they beat them, and they beat them magnificently with a squad that was depleted. And that again goes to their depth, goes to their talent identification processes and um, yes, it, it reinforces their status as the top dog in international cricket.
2: Colo, have they stopped talking about the underarm over there?
1: <laughs> it comes up all the time Does in the it? weirdest places. I was talking to talking to someone today who mentioned it in, in passing. And, yeah, it's one of those things that no matter how many times Greg Chappell has to account for what happened, that yep. famous uh, day in 1981, uh, it'll, it'll always come up, in probably the same way that we'll we'll keep hearing about sandpaper until we're, mm. uh, until we're old men uh, because that's the sort of thing that, uh, when it happens, uh, it, it, it hangs around forever. So um, I guess that's just uh, the price to be paid uh, for the decision that was made by the captain on that day at the MCG.
2: 43 years ago, Okay. Yeah. It's still going <laughs> up. What a sports <laughs> story
0: that is. Uh, just a 41 before we go. Uh, Colo, Andrew Pridham has said today that he reckons the Swans have got more supporters than Collingwood. What do we think about that?
1: More supporters than Collingwood? Yeah. Uh, well, that's, a, that's a bold comment. Um, okay. Well, I suppose gone are the days of flying in in the pink helicopter from a Sydney perspective. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have a strong view either way about where, where their membership base Jared is at, but uh, it uh, probably says a little bit about the, the club that Jared played at and, and where Sydney was at as a footy club after 1982 and where it was in the early 90s when it, Lee went out of business and when Ron Barassi went up there in 1993 and turned the ship around compared to where they are now. I mean, it's an extraordinary story. Uh, and that should be commended. Whether they are as big a club as Collingwood, I mean, that doesn't seem to compute in my footy brain, but I suppose the economics of footy has changed so much in the last 20 years. It's it's plausible, but um, I wouldn't consider myself qualified to know emphatically.
2: Well, I think he would uh, produce some uh, marketing evidence that suggests that uh, when people say, who's your footy team, more people would say Sydney, because half of Sydney, barrack for Sydney, Mm. and it's a big state. And uh, there's there's been a number of um, research studies done on that. That from a branding perspective, it comes to mind uh, more so for more people than the pies. Um, but then again, the pies have got a hundred thousand members. The swans have got sixty. Uh, they got the highest gate attendance, but they're playing in front of uh, on the at the biggest stadium. But Anyway, it's good uh, that we're even talking yeah. this way because in 1992, it was uh, just about all over yeah. for Sydney and oh. uh, it's now an amazing <laughs> it's unbelievable. brand no, in sport.
0: I think they're going to be strong. Uh, Cole. I can't wait to listen to you on Thursday, mate. Appreciate your time as always.
1: And cheers, Jens. Have a good show.